both thought the game broke because of the patch. Because it ha- it was happening the day of the patch. And we were like, this is a broken feature. This is a broken feature. Come to look at the Juicehead video. That was an immediate reaction from Bethesda to stop an exploit. Like the day of the patch. And like that was unheard of. The fan community were fucking shocked. Well, sorry, not the fan community. The exploit community. Like the forums on Reddit that Juicehead went into and mm-hmm. and had people chattering about this response from Bethesda shocked them because Bethesda never responds to making their game better. <laughs> so it was unheard of. Um, but and the reason I brought that up, I don't know if there's a question in there, but I just wanted to, what is the obligation of a company to be efficient in dealing with exploits? Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Emergent Gamer Podcast, episode 302. I'm one of your hosts, Neo Ayoshi, joined by some cool dudes. We got Trip Zero. What's up, guys? It's Trip Zero. We got Felix Hergood. What's up, brother? Uh, you can find our podcast and all podcast services, YouTube and the like, um, and our new show hosted by Trip Zero, The That's Daily right. Reset. The Daily Reset. Daily say, gaming news every morning, eight minutes. Just get your info blast. It's on every podcast service. It's on YouTube. Uh, it's even on Google. I don't think our main show is on Google. We got to fix that. But it's everywhere. Wherever you listen to podcasts, the daily reset is there. So if you want to be up to speed I in the finally, gaming world, yeah. I finally listened to my first episode. I did it tonight. I pre-gamed nice. because you said some of the information in one of your episodes was is going to be germane to tonight's conversation. So I said, fuck it. I'll just put on the trip zero eight minute job. And I rocked on through it and it gave me the it, information I needed to talk, talk tonight. It, exactly. It did its job. It informed you, entertained you. Yeah. Brought you up to speed. Yeah. And now good you're stuff. ready. I've been, I have been listening to it regularly. It is really good. Enjoy it. Thank you guys. Yeah. Um, I've been getting a lot of good feedback too, from a lot of people. Um, and they, they do enjoy it, man. People are liking it there. There wasn't, I said this last week. And as of now, because we introduced the last uh, last Wednesday, at that point we had three shows in the can, and now we're up to eight, um, one every day, every morning. Um, there, there isn't this niche where gaming news exists in a quick format like this. So instead of looking for it and finding it, um, not being able to find it, I was like, I'm just going to make it. So ironically, instead of spending eight minutes Great. a day learning gaming news, I'm spending my entire day making gaming news, but it accomplishes the goal for other people. So I'm still fine with that. I mean, gaming that's, and that's great. I was going to say gaming is a 14, like what is it? Like $14 billion industry. I mean, yeah. I think it deserves like a small eight minute com- uh, conversation every day. At least <laughs> well, every, every podcast about gaming is, you know, uh, one hour like us, at least usually ours is like an hour and a half. There's three hour shows that are daily and that's great. Like that's great that there's content there. People love that stuff. Um, but a lot of people don't have time for it and don't engage with it because they don't have time for it. If they have time, they're in. We're involving more humans. Love it. So check it out. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, The Daily Reset by The Emerging Gamer. Uh, tonight, we're going to discuss hacking currently going on in the industry in various games of sorts. But before that, 
talk about us. Boys, who wants to go first? I'll jump in. Uh, Do because I've been doing my Resident Evil full series playthrough. And I finally made it to eight. And have played a little bit by the time we, uh, we talked last week. Um, made it significantly farther in the game this week. And oh my god. I'm in love with Resident Evil Village or eight, whatever you want to call it. Um, what do they call I've, it? Eight or village? It's uh, it's a village on the like on the title screen of the game. If you want to go by that, I feel it's a pretty good metric. But it like right? it like kind of highlights it highlights the, the VIII for eight. So it's like you it's know, both. it's like tongue in cheek. They like highlight the sections of the letters to spell out eight within the word village. So they did that for seven or. too. It's either or, you know. But uh, but. I think honestly, it's my favorite Resident Evil. I mean, I won't know for sure until and I'm this done. Is after but, playing every but, Resident Evil, yeah, but uh, I, I feel like it's safe enough to say that I've seen enough of the game. I've seen enough of the game's mechanics, uh, been surprised by by new elements of the game. Like I got to a certain point where you have to start hunting for like for different kinds of animals to upgrade your character, and I was like. This is completely cool because it's completely optional. It's like it's got a grindy element to it a little bit, earning enough of some material to like to upgrade like that threw me. And I was already in love with the game at that point. I'm just finding all these little nuggets of the game that I that I just am in love with. And I already love the uh, the inventory, the control schemes, the, the movement, the environments, the story, the vibe like seven was great. And this very much feels and plays like seven um, with a much improved inventory. But seven was it's, yeah. Was it kind of does the uh, it does the Resident Evil Four thing. It does it the four inventory, yeah, where you have to like yeah. use the grid and 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 shape your your inventory around there. The the seven vibe was very aggressive, very anxiety inducing, very scary. And I know people like that in games. I'm a huge bitch. I don't. And I like how eight to me feels toned down. It feels like an adult version of Disney's The Haunted Mansion. It's a fun place to be while getting a little bit spooked. Mm-hmm. That's it's just great. I'm loving it. I'm either going to be finishing it this uh, Thursday, so tomorrow or Monday. One of those two days, I'm sure I'm going to be done with the game. Oh, damn. So I'm almost there. Very close. And then um, we'll okay. probably do a spoiler cast about that. Try to get some uh, some other friends of ours that also game Resident Evil to talk about that as well. I'm going to aim for next week to finish it, but it is it is quite a task to, to get on stream and do it but mm-hmm. um what if the end would you think the at this point the ending of the game could sway you either way do you think you could be like oh, okay that wasn't as great as uh they didn't land the finish kind of thing you think that um, could happen i mean it, it it always could happen right it's it's always a possibility especially when you call something like this early um but i enjoy pl- like the play of the game so i don't know if the story of the game could change that Mm-hmm. you know what I mean like I could be disappointed with maybe how the story ends if it's not where I wanted it to go but I don't think that would change the enjoyment I have playing the game like I'm already thinking about maybe possibly speedrunning the game and learning all the ins and outs and oh, trying shit. to fly through it I want to I get all the trophies or that's my, my PlayStation roots coming out well I have it on Steam, Team so achievements. All the Steam achievements yeah whatever um, I'm for sure going to do that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to platinum the game I'm going to lean into my, <laughs> my Sony heritage here I'm going to platinum this game on Steam for sure. Um, but yeah, I don't think I'll be swayed, even if the ending isn't what I prefer. Because the game, the game itself is a great game to me. If everything just feels incredible. 
so we're in July now. Do you, would you consider this one of your games of the year? No, oh, easily. Easily. I don't know where it's going to be on the listing. That it's too early to tell for sure. We have another half of a year of releases, but um, it's going to be up there for sure. Unless five bangers come out, I think it's bumped to number you know six out of that list. Who knows? But we'll see. It's going to be that's going to be hard to do. To have, five, to, do. to have five bangers. I got my eye on a few, but we'll see. Yeah, I haven't. I don't think about game of the year until the end of the year. Honestly, the day before we do our show, really. <laughs> like, but, I um, but it's not. I like. I don't think about the games that I'm playing like that. I'm just like, am I enjoying this in the moment? And I'll go back and like reflect when it's time to do that. I definitely am keeping a running list of all like the newer games I'm playing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the GG app is very good for, very cool app that lets you like kind of track games that you're and you can put them into like lists and stuff. It's very useful for uh, keeping together all the games that I've been playing. The GG app, you say? I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> check this out literally right now. Yeah, ggapp.io is the website, and then there is a and there is a phone app. It's very similar to the TV Time app that I use, where I track like thousands of shows. I need the to watch. video game collection tracker. Yep, it's, it's very good. Hella addictive. And I think there's an um, app, also, right, Leo? Isn't there an app? On yeah, the phone? it's on it's on the phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you can write you can write and read reviews on it. I've written two reviews so far because uh, I I finished It Takes Two like a few weeks ago, and Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I uh, did that one. Nice, very cool. But yeah, and then you can like organize it into things like games you want to play, games you're currently playing, beaten, completed, shelved, abandoned. So like, yeah, you can do all kinds of. And you can follow your friends on it, so I can actually see like your updated list in like real time when, whenever you pop into the app. Yeah, it has the Very ability cool. to say, and this is like a big thing in my, you know, I used to verbalize this on the show, and I would refer to the shelf that used to be your here. shelf, dude. You guys have you guys haven't been here? When you they call found, it shelf. Yeah. When you get back in the room, you're going to literally see the shelf is gone. It's like mm. uh, it's not here. The shelf is gone, but. Wow. Um, but it has the ability to say, because the way I always do it and the way I'm currently doing it right now is I have. We're, just, we're pause. We're rabbit holing right now. I'm done. My conversation. Next it's person. not really a rabbit hole. It, uh, no, I'm just. You were talking about the GG I'm, app. Is I'm the, handing it off. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He's done well, talking about his, his game. Yeah. yeah I oh, was. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. What, <laughs> it's okay. what, in terms what of the I, video game conversations, we're what done I normally with, have, with I, have I have like three games in the hole. That's what I'll have. Mm-hmm. In the hole in my head is like. Ready to bat, you know what I mean. The ones you're currently like, currently in rotation. And then I have a, a series of games that are just behind that. That are games I either started, or I'm in a series of games playing. Like Mafia Three, I, I played one and two to full completion. Mafia Three is the third one, and I want to play it to full completion, but it's not in the hole. It's like probably a priority, you know, right after in the whole games go away. And then there's this huge collection of games that I bought that I want to play. And those, you can tier it that way, like in that system. So you can classify something as this is what I'm currently playing. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. It definitely sounds like something that would be helpful for me. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's good. Good. Um, but anyway, I guess I'll go next. Yeah, um, I'm, uh, I am still playing. Last night I played Ratchet and Clank. Played more of that. I am... 96% done that game. Literally, it says it in my safe. Um, I'm doing cleanup right now. 
I'm getting all the low collectibles and I've trying to platinum the game. Unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be able to do the platinum in this playthrough because I missed a specific section of like an event that I put that I already oh, got no. past that mm. makes you it kind of locks you out of like part of that area. So I think I'm going to have to like start a new game like on easy and like get back to that spot so I, I can just had, do yeah. that one thing. God, that's yeah. so annoying. The, the, the game doesn't do chapters to replay. No, it does. Unless you do new game plus, though, so I can just hop in with all my all my weapons on easy and then just crush it. Um, there's no difficulty requirement for winning for for getting the platinum, but it's like a few of like I got to finish getting the collectibles and then literally just beat the boss and then that's it. Like I think I'm like literally right there, and then I can put that on my completed list. And it's really good. Ratchet Clank's amazing. If you have a PS5, it's like honestly a must play because very few games out and very very good but yeah um, i'm looking to pick up a ps5 at some point this year i'm in no rush but it's definitely yeah i'm trying to find one now for for one of my buddies he he just expressed interest in getting one so i'm it's not easy man i I don't even know how i got one like i don't know how i did it i just i just went to a website at the right time a friend friend of mine was on the walmart website this morning you know yeah a friend adrenaline you know adrenaline you guys Mm -hmm. he's been on the show you might not know him, Neo, but uh, Trip Zero knows him. But uh, uh, Adrenaline was showing me the Walmart website. It's just completely gone, vacant. Everything sold out. Best Buy. I checked Best Buy today for him, my buddy. It's but nuts. either way, um, I'm also playing Resident Evil Village, too. We're going to try to race to complete that. Um, this week, I reinstalled PUBG, taking it back to the roots because they had a major update this week and that kind of added. Did, yeah, what did they update? Um, since I've last played, um, they've added a whole bunch of stuff, uh, weapons, gear, tools. Um, they added the ability to what's that in Metal Gear Solid five. They added the Fulton mechanic to the game. Yeah. Where you put a bag down and it sends a balloon into the air and you attach yourself to it. And a plane comes by and takes you back into the air. Just kind of scoops you right up. You and your team. That's cool. You can get, and you can drop, you can like re reposition on the map. Mm-hmm. So that's a cool mechanic. Um, I pl- was playing with Channing and Locke the other night, nice. and we were trying to trigger the new mechanic that was introduced in the patch. Which, if you die early in the game, it'll let you. It'll give you the opportunity to like respawn back into the match, kind of like how Warzone does it. Mm-hmm. You know, you get you get a second chance in the gulag, and then you can kind of like come back into the fight. Um, didn't get a chance to do that, but. The game feels a lot better to play. Still kind of has that floaty mechanic of it. Not as fast paced as like a Call of Duty style, you yeah. know, shooter. Yeah, Warzone's very fast whenever I watch anybody play it. It's oh, yeah. Very, Super very, very twitchy. fast. Very twitchy. Um, but I really like the shooting mechanic in this game. Um, as a shoot, as a first person shooter, Call of Duty is, you know, that's top tier first person shooter mm-hmm. right up there with your destinies, right? But it, it the like the bullet drop and the way you mod guns and like the way the guns like respond to the mods and it like it like really that is like the best part for me uh with with PUBG it really does and you think they still do it the best yes because it's sure hell is in COD COD does not offer that type of um. Uh, leeway unless you're grinding the guns out and leveling up your guns so you can get the new mods that you can get in your drop because like 
you set loadouts in COD and then you you summon those loadouts in the middle of the game. And then that's mm-hmm. like the loadout you're carrying. Or if you want to switch it up, you can do that too, like later in the game. But um, I'm not as huge as a fan of, of that. And I know a lot of people do like that. It, that offers a very grindy aspect to the game that keeps you coming back, right? To level up your guns so you can get better mods on the guns for later. That's like the whole, that's like the whole loop that they have mm-hmm. going on. But yeah, PUBG is, uh, I really like, um, I really like the way they they do their matches um, a lot better. Just like, is there um, a big uh, a community still there? Oh yeah, I'd say so. They keep adding maps and stuff. There was a new map we were playing. Um, matches were filling up. That's uh, that was uh, yeah. That's all I can say really about that. Yeah, like I think there's still a, there's still a big following there. I know PUBG Mobile is killing it right now. Like literally drawing that's, that's in so wild to me. Big numbers, like crazy big numbers. Um, almost like COD, COD Mobile. But um, as far as games, though, that's really all. I'm, I know I'm playing a lot of games right now, but uh, that is that is where I'm. Oh, me, me, Felix. Do you want up? me to speak? <laughs> what are you What are you getting into? Well, what I always get into, but it's relevant. And last week I previewed it. <laughs> same thing I, we do every week, Pinky. Well, no, I was it, about to say the same thing. Yeah. It's it's relevant because it's new content to that game, not same old shit. Uh, Look, obviously. you don't, you don't, you don't have to rationalize what you're talking about. No, no, no. I have to do it to Kevin Oates. That's why I have to do it too, because every week he fucking. Well, what are you going to talk about this week? More ESO, more Fallout. Well, here's the thing. He'll do that regardless. I know. So, I know. so it doesn't matter. Talk about what you no, want to talk but, about. But, uh, I want to talk about the update because there were uh, last week I previewed. I hadn't got a chance to play the update. The, the last week the update had come out on Wednesday. So it came right. out Wednesday. I had barely played it that day. Mm-hmm. And then the show was that night. And then I said... You said it on the show. You were like, I'm going to be talking about this Yeah, because I, ta- I talked about um, Elder Scrolls Online PvP last week because that was I was coming right all hot off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not much to talk about that. I'm just playing that game. Whatever. Fallout, on the other <laughs> hand, came, came out with probably... And and this is not me speaking as a Fallout fan. This is me just regurgitating what Juice had said on YouTube about Fallout. But mm-hmm. Juice had's impression from the whole Fallout community going through the Reddits and all that, he said that this is probably the best, most um um uh what do we say about like quality of life? Probably the best quality of life update to Fallout seventy six that has ever come down the pike. Did they add loadouts yet? Um, and when we say that, we're not talking about just for to bring fans back. This quality of life keeps fans, keeps the end game fans, and gives you a new end game. So you know how you guys always talk about in Destiny? Wow, the end game of this game got stale because there's nothing for me to fucking do, right? Locke would that talk is, about that. That is a common... And then that might have been more of a comment for mm-hmm. D1 as opposed to D2. But there was an, a, a definitive time period where Locke would say things like, I'm at the end game of this game and there's nothing they're offering me. I just can't play it anymore. I remember right. there were periods of time. To that. So that we got into that kind of stagnation with Fallout's end game because literally once you finish all the story content, there was nothing really to do but, but play these same like five events you know, game modes, sorry, not five events, but game modes, and then try and get better roles on these random drops with no 
agency. So you had no agency because all you were doing was RNG. Um, and they even have a system in there that's completely fucked up because they not, not only did they have um, an RNG, but they also t- they have an RNG mixed with an RNG. So you basically have to get a plan because you know how that game works. You get a plan, gives you the ability to craft something. And getting the RNG on the plan then puts you into a pool to RNG again to get the gun. So, like, mm-hmm. for instance, the Crusader pistol is a, is a plan that's rare. It only drops in this one daily event you do once a day, and you can't do it more than once a day. You go through it. You can do it more than once a day, but you only get the reward once, and you guys sure. are familiar with that kind of concept. Yep. Once you reward get the plan lockout, drop, so once you get the plan drop for it, all that does is put you in a pool to then randomly, like, go to the lottery machine to see if the lottery machine will give you the weapon. <laughs> The plan doesn't get you the weapon. The plan, and if you craft you a, based on the plan, if you craft based on the plan, it gets you a non-legendary version of that weapon, which is uh-huh. fucking bupkis. It's stupid. Right. So mm-hmm. they had they had two really rare things: the Hellstrom missile launcher, which is a four quad missile launcher that's super powerful, and then this thing called the Crusader pistol. And those only drop from doing this daily op once a day. So you'd have to farm it for fucking weeks. And we looked at, yo, this week me and Jay Prince looked at drop percentage, like a spreadsheet that someone created online. Mm-hmm. The drop percentage when you complete the daily op on the on the best, in the, in the, the quickest amount of time, with the most efficiency under the, the best time limit, right? 1.47% chance to drop these plans. That's it. When you do it at the highest quality. And those and those the highest quality, fastest time, whatever. Those all increase the drop chance slightly, like right. some hidden little and percentage. The highest percentage on this fucking thing was one point four seven percent. Yeah. Right. So that's pretty insane. So there's pre this update bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's where we were. We're stagnant. Okay, and now I'm going to talk about something that's germane to your topic tonight later. Okay, that came with this wonderful patch that we got. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'll go into detail when we start talking details about Titanfall and whatnot. But I want to tell you some of the good that came with this game because it, I got a bullet point list in front of me, and I just I'm going to rattle it off. Okay, sure. So go first, first off, this is called the Steel Rain update. There, this is a part two to the original update that came out, all related to the Brotherhood of Steel. So if you've played, uh, if you played any of the Fallout games, you know who the Brotherhood of Steel are. They're a faction based. In originally the Fallout 3 game in the Capital Wasteland, um, they basically had the Citadel and they were like the power. They were they're like basically army uh, army paladins, basically in power armor. Mm-hmm. Um, people were very excited because when you first played the original Fallout, like a uh, 76 build, it, it, they had left the region. So all of it is about their detritus. Like it's after the Brotherhood has exited. You get Brotherhood gear, you get power armor in the world, but the premise behind it was this is the scraps left over by this, like, there's no quest lines related to it. So when they finally came in with the original update, which I'm, I'm missing the name, they finally added Brotherhood of Steel story quests. Uh, people in the world that can give you loot and rewards and special gear and cosmetics that are all Brotherhood related. One of the big things that players of this game like to do is they like to outfit their tents with Brotherhood of Steel themes. They like to build their camps full of Brotherhood themed like cosmetics to make the camp look like a Brotherhood camp. Like some of the cosmetics they're given, they have like a um, they have a they have a, a 
like a, a, a enclosed shelter. You walk in it. It has a. It looks empty, right? You could build things in that area, but to the back, there's a spiral staircase that goes down into like a basement, right? So it's really cool, and that's a cosmetic that you can get in the store. You pay in-game currency to get that. You could pay for that currency, but like most people can just earn it in-game. But it's really cool that they they're bringing all this Brotherhood themed shit in, right? So they have part one. Part one story was a cliffhanger, and then the, what Steel Rain is is part two's story. So that came into the world. So now we have that. That's cool. What's really cool about the story content, and I'll be brief on that, is the story content actually rewards you with legit weapons that are three-star legendary that can do real damage. Like, not every gun works with my build, but the Fact Finder is an explosive pistol um, that if you mod, it comes with three stars already in an explosive pistol. I got that during the first run, and that's a, a, a competitive weapon. I can use that in pvp modes i can use that in the game's main mode you know and and kill a lot of enemies with it because i have an explosive build like i have cards on that enhance explosive damage and make me really trash the world and it's great using that gun and that was rewarded in a quest line right but that's not the fun part you know what the fun part is is in destiny or any of these games it's fun getting rare weapons that with loadouts that you know with with specs and perks and shit that are unique where someone can go, whoa, that's a really cool rare sh- loadout that you got. Right? I, I mean, I would say you getting that gun, that explosive pistol, is almost how I think about playing Diablo 3. Because you find pieces of gear and your build, and then you find an item, that, like a weapon that goes, that like completes it, right? right. It almost completes that, that exact motif you're going for with your well, character no, and like, let me get to that's the, a that's a really cool like feeling when you find that weapon that like fills in that slot you know what i mean so so let me go really get dig into the quick brass tacks there's only four items four items brass tacks besides the story so we get five i think we get five more quest lines in steel rain that's ba- basically it five more quests not a whole lot but it is you know a part and they're, two, they're so doing they're doing quests in every one of these major updates like a, a new quest line yeah yeah, you you don't get a lot of quests, and there is a lot of like pushback from the community about how fucking quick it is. And in fact, most of us who are okay with it wait to play it. We were we're just like we don't want it to be over, so we're just like, okay, I do one a day. That's what I do. I I, I do all my other shit, and then I just do one quest because I want I'm doing it too. I want to milk it, you know, get as much savor it because they they truly could do better and give us more quest lines. But that's that's minor compared to these quality. A lot of work. The most important thing that they finally added. To, remember, I said there's two RNGs. Bullshit. They finally added legendary crafting. You can craft now your own fucking legendaries. You don't have to seek out the type of weapon. You still have RNG. Yeah, go ahead. Just for my my uh, mentally ill destiny brain, legendaries are exotics, right? Exactly. Got it. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. They're exotic. If, if, ta- if we're talking Destiny, legendaries are. I think exotic. every other game that uses like the color tier system calls the top legendary. So I know Destiny is the outlier, but you know it's yeah, it's so this it's how no, it's no but this doesn't this doesn't use the co- Fallout uh, Elder Scrolls uses the t- the color tiers right. Elder Scrolls has like green and purple and shit like that. Fallout uses a star system, and it's kind of a fucking. <laughs> 
it's the star system that came from Fallout 4 and 3 and all that shit. You would get weapons in the world that had three stars. Or I think in Fallout 3 and 4, you could get up to five-star weapons. And that's that makes people excited because when they first entered Fallout 76, they were like, oh, this only has three stars. We could get up to five in the previous games. That means there's more stars, stars coming. Mm-hmm. Like in future gotcha. patches, yeah. they're yeah. going to give us the ability. And they did. Yeah, they, they make an expansion and then they'll they'll build. Right. And they did. That, because that cap. Well, there's a few rare weapons in the world now that can go up to four stars, but they haven't given us five. Mm. I don't know if you can go up to five, but there are rare weapons in the world now you can get up to four stars. But let me tell you how much quality of life improvement it is for me. I now no longer have to worry about whether I get the Crusader pistol as a drop with three stars and with my actual fucking perks I want. You know, the God roll that we all wonder about. All I have to do is get the Crusader plan. And if I get that, and I'll get to something else that's that's really important, but if I get a drop of a Crusader plan, I can craft a non-legendary Crusader, and then there's a separate currency called Legendary Cores and Legendary Modules. Modules have always been in the game, but Legendary Cores is this new currency that you get from every public event in the game. I usually get one or two. I've already built up my cores. I have at least 40 or 50 of them now, and I've only been playing the game for a couple of days. So it's like those are going to build up real fast. Modules are different. You basically have to scrap legendary weapons to get modules, basically. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's not a problem. We were already in that grind. I was already getting modules for the, the systems that were already in place. But the coolest thing is, is I can craft the Crusader pistol, non-legendary, and when I get the, these currencies, I can then turn it into a three-star legendary with my own agency. I don't have to go waiting for a drop to wonder if I'll ever get a three star. So you can, you can craft the gun that you want and then just up the rarity and then up the rarity. Exactly. And that is fucking cool. And let me tell you how it sounds cool very it, cool. Let and, me tell you how cool very, it got. I mean, it is, you can save time that right there sounds right. very cool. So the <laughs> rarest gun in the game to get a cool drop on, to get a good package loadout was called the fixer. Typically, you play a quest line that's building the game. Everyone gets the fixer at the end of this quest line. You, I had a fixer. Everyone had a fixer. But a legendary fixer, once you get the fixer, the way it worked before, you get the fixer at the end of this quest, it becomes a part of that pool where you can RNG one. But I was never getting a fixer. I finally go and get a fixer. This is pre the update. It didn't have good perks on it. It's not a, a powerful fixer. It's not great. It doesn't go with my build. Long story short, I have this legendary three-star fixer with no perks that fucking help me at all. And I never wanted to use it. I said, you know what? I'm going to fucking use these, you know, a couple legendary cores and a couple legendary modules and re-roll it. My first re-roll on this fucking gun, I got a god roll, dude, for my build. Like, so I'm doing what is called a bloody build in this game. The lower your health, the more damage you do. I always stay completely irradiated with really low health. And I got a bloodied explosive round. And I told you I do like explosive like bullets blowing shit up. So I do, I get a bloodied, some more damage to lower my health, explosive round with also increased, um, uh, is it fun? No, increased uh, critical. So increased mm-hmm. critical. So all, I know those things are hard for you to imagine, you know, people listening. In I'm following. Yeah. Um, but I get that on this gun. Not only is this the reason why this gun is so sought after is because this gun is also 
uh, increases with stealth. And the main game, the one that's that thing that we do every day, the daily op, has a new game mode that's all stealth related. And it's easier if you do it by crouching in stealth. So I basically can now fucking obliterate that daily op every day with this gun. And I'm like, I never got a roll that fucking good in this game. It was always a trash heap of garbage. And not only have, have I verbalized that I've gotten something good, the community itself, like listening to Juicehead's video about this, the drop rates when you do these like legendary crafting, like random things are just so good on so many weapons. Like people are getting all these rolls. They also added half a dozen new perks. There's one called Gourmands where you, if you just keep yourself well-fed, you get an increase in damage. There's one called Aristocrats, where if you just have a large amount of caps, the monetary system in the game, you mm-hmm. get higher damage output. So if you, just, if you get an Aristocrats three-star whatever and happen to have 30,000 caps in your inventory, you're now doing like an insane amount of damage. It's a, that's a cool perk. So they, they, added, they added all the shit in the game, and it has completely changed how the game plays. I want to play it every day. I, I'm like fucking seething. You can hear it in my voice. I'm I like can. seeing yeah. to want to play it and, and I'm just blown away. Um, this starts a new season as well. So that came in. I, I was, I'd finished the previous season's content, so it was good to get. And that's all just cosmetics that you get as you play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the other thing they did is wallet upgrades. So the amount of currencies that you can carry in the game all doubled, you know, like, so that's also that's a quality. I think like yeah. you can now like keep more of the, end game currency you can you just keep more of everything it's just fucking it's really good and then lastly and this is why i've led to this and this is real quick remember i told you about that rare plan that drops called the crusader Mm -hmm. pistol now they have a vendor who specifically sells the rarest plans but on rotation so they gave you a sir i got you gave you Mm -hmm. a sir yeah i was just about to say trip who is that yeah and i've been saying it the whole time our friend sir but yep. in this game, we call her Minerva. <laughs> nice. Mm. So there's a Minerva that shows up That's in special event too. time periods every couple of weeks, right? And when she comes in, she's in a special location. And then next time, she's in a different one. And That's we gotta literally we gotta go on a fucking website and figure out which we, where where's Minerva this week? Where's Minerva? Mm-hmm. And you know, this week she doesn't have any of the rare plans that I need. You know. But one of these weeks, that Crusader Pistol is going to be there. And if I buy the plan, then I can craft a legendary. See how this is all working together? It's fucking amazing, they, dude. They right, did. That, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, this time, the you know, Wastelanders, when they added NPCs and all that shit, like, last year or the year before that, was the patch for, like, the general community that left. That was when everybody mm-hmm. said, fuck you. I hate this game. There's no NPCs in it. And then they brought that back and then brought a lot of people back into the game to fucking play the game again. Wow, we have our NPCs. We're happy. Kyle got back into the game because of that. Like, lots of people didn't play the game because of lack of NPCs. This patch is for the players who stayed and never left and are super high level and were bored and didn't know what the fuck they're doing in the game. And they finally gave something to those players to improve the quality of life. And it's exciting. However, segue... There is a serious amount of fucking exploits that are taking place right now with that patch, <laughs> and I can go into details. Like but bugs, what's like what's our topic? Yeah, 
yeah. I, I want to go into detail more when we talk when we get into the topic. So we might as well transition into that. Let's rip uh, it. Sure. Sure. Um, but dude, it was, it, yeah, it's, I mean, so what, 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 what's, what's the topic tonight? Well, what I, what I wanted to talk about tonight, um, it, there's going to be a lot of discussions about cheating in games recently. And, and that's going to be the majority of, I think the, the way we're going to have the conversation, but what I really want to get to the heart of, because this is going to be something that, that doesn't have an answer, but we're going to have a lot of opinions on, uh-huh. right? Is how long should a studio be supporting their games? What's the responsibility of a studio to be fixing, patching, updating, uh, working on a game that has a live component? And we'll get around to that. I love um, that question. But, but oh, this, I love that question. It's, there's a lot to. to and I have a bit of an answer because, for that regarding the Fallout issue, but I'll get it to yeah. when, it, when it's my turn to yeah. to talk about that. This, I'll, I'll tell you what's going on. This really came about because um, Respawn has been dealing with hacking in uh, a lot of their games, and you may have heard about one or all of these. But Apex Legends, most recently, probably the most high profile one, got hacked recently, and the players in game were forced to look at a, not look at a website, but look at a billboard advertising a website, essentially. They couldn't play any playlists. Nothing would work. And they would go to play the game. It would say, go visit SaveTitanfall.com. And it's like, what's this about? You go to to SaveTitanfall.com, a website not affiliated with the hackers. They've made themselves very clear. Um, But Titanfall and Titanfall 2, for literally years have suffered periods of hacking where the games are unplayable. Like, entirely unplayable. Right. Titanfall 1, truly unplayable, because it's completely online. Titanfall 2 does have a, a, a campaign, but any multiplayer, good, you're just good boned. Good campaign. You're just boned. And these are, all of them from, uh, garner this from the video that you'd, or the, the audio clip that you had in the um, daily reset that you did. This is, these are all DDoS yeah, uh, it's the. I don't know if it's, if it's only DDoSing, but that's definitely part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, just connection-based issues with our servers. Uh, people blame Respawn's server structure for this, just allowing this kind of easy access. But obviously, the the problem here is that Titanfall One and Two, at this point, even they're older games, and Respawn has literally struck gold with Apex, Apex Legends. Right. Yeah. Right. So like they're going to be devoting all of their resources into apex which is why these hackers decided to like robin hood hack apex to draw attention to the malicious hacks of titanfall but of course like that just makes everybody work more and so and hacking apex is not the answer either cuz cuz devs had to come in on July 4th weekend and like fix right. the game oh right? they did it on July 4th jesus christ yeah. <laughs> but but 99% of the studio is working on Apex. Their community manager in the clip from the Daily Reset, he said that there's, he said, he literally said, we have one or two people working on it. <laughs> that's so, that's <laughs> not great. One or two people working on, yeah. on the Titanfall issue. So like, if that's really the numbers, who knows how much of that is hyperbole, but that's an accurate number. No wonder that it's like whack-a-mole because you just can't manage an issue like that. With only one person. You also just can't keep managing something that's not profitable forever. Like, it's just not going to happen. 
So Andrew? wait, let me let me read yeah, please, the first please. sentence of SaveTitanfall.com. Ready? Uh-huh. Titanfall is a beloved franchise by many, and hacker issues have been at rise. The Titanfall community has been begging Respawn to fix this issue for over three years, but to no avail. Today, the game is still being sold while being completely unplayable. It's time we speak up. I knew I, th- I knew that would get you. <laughs> I think it's, it's that last sentence, right? That that sentence is that what you're talking about? Like, Neil's Nia, Nia, gonna see this and he's gonna be like, they're still selling this game and you can't play it, and the eyes are gonna <laughs> light up. They're making yeah, money I mean, off like, of this. You're not wrong. Like they're they're how are they? And that's a great question. That's why I really loved your question in the beginning, Trip, because it is a good question, right? Like even Blizzard is like, well, look, we're not supporting StarCraft two as much anymore. It's an online game, but you can still play it. But we are not like actively like pa- like you know right. we're going to be security right. patched. Right. right. There That's is a point it. usually yeah. where they like close a book, right? On the game, and a lot of games do. It's like even like going like Diablo two is a good one. Like that game still exists online, but you know they're not updating it. They're not doing anything new with it, right? uh-huh. um, except for the remake that's come. But that it's different. Right, um, right, right. Different, different conversations there. But it's still playable, right? So mm-hmm. technically, they can still sell it, and that's fine. But that's a game from like what 2019 or whatever. God, yeah, Early. something like that. But it has something. It, that game has the ability to be played online. No, I know it's online, but like you could just play it without getting. Does it do seasonal play like Diablo Three? Two does not. No. Well, they used to have they used to have like open battle net seasons uh, where they would you would like reroll a character. Like that's it. It's not as in depth as Diablo. Like could season. your could your game get ruined by another player in that one? So like, is there a way to play so it? Diablo two, Diablo two had Diablo two had two versions of their online play. They had open battle net, closed battle. Net. Um, I I don't know remember which one did what, but one of them did. You can make a character and fucking hackers galore right like anyone could just openly modify the game online you can make the best weapons the best gear you can pvp kill in town it was chaos um and then there's the other one where it is locked down you have to sync with the server so it to prevent any kind of like hacking to occur so those were the two models that blizzard supported at the time uh for that game um but even going back to the question of like should games still being like like when's a good time to shelve a game and say hey guys servers are closing down what like, was that one that went on for like years and they finally shut it down it was like well, uh, th- games that day, come to mind are like um socom like socom is a good example how how many yeah. years was that fucking game up my buddy used to play my buddy buddy that's <laughs> fucking what was his name uh he used to come on the, he came on the show like one time but uh i don't remember his name now you, you, you gotta give me more <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got yeah, yeah, yeah. Sage of Halo. Sage of Halo. That, remember, he was Sage of Halo. Oh yeah, yeah. We we played like Destiny One together, me, you, and him. Yeah, with Sage of Halo. Yeah, so yeah. Sage absolutely. of Halo. That was like back in the day when we were in high school. Like SOCOM was his game. Like he played that game, and he played it all the way until they shut those servers down, dude. <laughs> like, right, right. It's crazy. Um, and yeah, and it's weird though because then there are games like Original Counter Strike, which is still going. That's still right. Going, you could. Yeah. Well, well, that helps because it has dedicated servers, right? So that means anyone can host a game and match. Titanfall, I don't know if it has that or not. I can't confirm that, but if they were to implement some kind of dedicated server, which is like, you know, you, you would go through like a server playlist and see everyone's game, um, that would be a good s- solution I can think of for Titanfall. 
Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know what their server structure is like, but if DDoSing is as big a problem as it appears to be, then it's got to be peer-to-peer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You would think. No, it's got to be. Sorry, I need to understand. I don't fully understand how that works. So if it's peer-to-peer, it's... Essentially, you would have one person like own the creation of the lobby. Yeah. Right, like your computer, your console, your your copy of the game would be like the owner of that, and people would like connect to each other, like with you as like the which, the which, leader and sync host, and that would be like which the is, game cannot be itself cannot be DDoSed. No, it, it absolutely can. Oh, mm-hmm. it can be. Okay. Yeah, if yeah. someone hits you or someone off, then then that game is unplayable because you were the host, you were oh, the the central be. server for that game. If there's a central server, literally in a data center somewhere that the company owns that's harder to pinpoint and find your activity because you have to go through, you know, imagine all the layers of security for the company mm-hmm. gaining access to their, to their, you know, systems, their, their games, whatever is happening in your specific instance. It's not impossible, but it's way harder than just knocking someone offline. Right. What do you, what, well, what do you guys think? What do you think about the idea of selling a game beyond its life? Oh, I got away. I got one more example. Battle for Middle Earth 2. I was talking mm-hmm. about this game the, the other day. Not about this on this topic. Battle for Middle Earth 2, EA has stopped selling flat out. I don't think you can buy it anymore. Games, oh, I think the, I remember the, that. Yeah. Yeah. The game goes for like hundreds of dollars on eBay or whatever. Like you can, if you still want it, they mm-hmm. took down the servers. And weirdly enough, is that a good move to do for that game? Even though it does have a single player, but now it's unpurchasable. Also, I mean, probably because they lost the licensing rates, but I think they that was <laughs> the, yeah, that was a part of it. Right? Be, yeah. That might be the bigger issue right there. I mean, EA doesn't make uh, those games anymore. To, I mean, to answer your question, Neo, in yeah. terms of games I've played in the past, like I can't say I can't speak about Titanfall because I have never played it, nor have I ever had an interest in it. But like, I will say that there are games that I played post their post their initial release uh we're going back to ubisoft from last week assassin's creed games i played a couple of the games in the series way later than they were out right maybe a year later maybe two years later specifically brotherhood and revelations which were the two sequels the Ezio sequels from assassin's creed 2 Probably the best Assassin's Creed. Probably, 2. probably the best series in Assassin's Creed. Yes, the totally. trilogy. But Assassin's Creed Two was entirely an open world game, no online component really, because I don't think they'd gotten their shit together with that, or maybe it wasn't even relative at that point. It was just a big open world with collectibles, and you did it, and whatever. There might have been some small online component, like an item in the world that you can get that came from an online app or some bullshit that you use, but whatever. It wasn't really implemented. You get to two to Brotherhood, which was the sequel to two, and Revel- yeah. then it was even worse in Revelations. They added online PvP, ma- either you know peer to peer or probably peer to peer. Right? I, I I don't know what it is or, or dedicated server. I'm not really sure, but matches that you can do where you essentially play stealth. Now the problem I had with this at that time wasn't that that element was in there. And, but I'm a trophy whore. That's what I am. Oh, they, they tied trophies to the multiplayer. They tied trophies. And not only did they do this, but so did, um, uh, last of us, last of us, 
Uh, Last of Us, Naughty Dog did it with Uncharted. I'm pretty first, sure then Last I saw trophies for multiplayer in like Bioshock, like on PlayStation 3, mm-hmm. which at this point for sure you wouldn't be able to get. Bioshock Infinite? No, Bioshock. Mm, two. Original Bioshock. No, the sec- that the has second multiplayer? One had multiplayer? Jesus Christ. Maybe the second yeah, maybe one, the second one yeah. had multiplayer. Okay. Yeah, I know for yeah. sure it wasn't Infinite, so it had to have been two if so, the first one so, didn't have it. And I'm actually probably going to experience this soon because I bought that Exio collection. But I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, okay, so years later, they're profiting off of this game, which is fine because it had a big developed story. Brotherhood and Revelations had a developed story that you could play through all single player. You don't need online, whatever. Right. But I, you know, if I want to go play the game how I wanted to play it in full completion... All the fucking trophies that are all multiplayer, I couldn't play because when I would go into those servers, there would be nobody there. Literally, they're vacant, you know? So when they came out with, like, the trilogy, which I didn't play, the re-release, did all those trophies just exist still? And would those servers even have fucking people in them? Probably not. Do the servers even exist when they re-release that game? So that's a game that was out. Then they fucking repackaged it to resell it again to make more money. Could and you know I, I, until you i experience it all over again well until i cracked the game open and it, you know i know they remastered maybe they remastered yeah, well, it and, i was and, and got rid of those trophies i don't know I, but like yeah i played the crap out of uncharted uncharted 2 and they shut those servers down one day I'll, I'll never be able to go back dude even metal gear online like uh the ps2 and 3 version man mm-hmm. i miss those games uh, but well Trip, what about you? What do you think of this whole this whole discussion? My answer is well, I think it's trash. That's what I meant. It's trash to abandon a game, even though it's game. not profitable. Look, it's anymore, right? Yeah, it, obviously, it's all a business, right? We have to be pragmatic here. Every company is going to say, what's making money? What's costing us money? Where's, where's the value prop in leaving this open? Or paying money to have these servers run, you know? Um, for example, next May... Right, ten months from now, almost to the day. Actually, it's May sixteenth. May sixteenth, two thousand and two, was when Final Fantasy Eleven launched. So, in ten months, they will have been a live game for twenty years. It's a long ass time. Twenty years online. Still has a and, sizable and player how, base, though. How? Yeah. Oh yeah, I imagine so. How old is World of Warcraft? They may be longer. I don't know. Their their two thousand four. 2004. 2004. Wow, I thought they they were first before 11. That's crazy. It's 11 was first. No, 11 was first. Uh, EverQuest was before them too. Wow. There was a, there was a lot of MMOs okay, wow. before. Wow was just the one that just like took the ball. Just took off. Yeah. Um, 20 years. Are they shutting it down? No, they're just they're they're gearing up for for their 20th anniversary celebration. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> like, fuck it. It's our birthday, you guys. Mm-hmm. Time like, to now, party, like, bitches. We're they're, still here. In human years, they are like, a, like 200 years old. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah they're, they're in a retirement home, for sure. They've been in a retirement yeah. home. But they're like um, partying, and they got the hat on. They're like, I played, I played that game with my brother on the PlayStation 2. One Christmas, I bought him the PlayStation 2 hard drive Hell yeah. That you plugged into the back of the console, then you shoved the Ethernet cable in there. It spent 10 hours downloading the game to its, you know, whatever the fuck hard drive, <laughs> 250 yeah. gigabytes, maybe probably at the most. And then you went online. And I played on the on the family computer in our breakfast room 
he was in our sun porch on the PS2. Crossplay. We were playing together in the same house. It was fucking crazy. Three years ago. That's cool. And it's very cool, man. Now, that's still live, but that game also still has like an active player base that wants to preserve some elements of that game. There are private servers that keep the game running in their own versions on versions of the game that have since been patched. So these private servers are going to keep the game running, obviously, way after Square Enix shuts down the, the primary servers, obviously. And they're, they're keeping the experience the way they want it. So there's an element of like uh, game historian activity here, too. You know, like right. there's there's value in preserving games I the way they are because you lose yeah. that when an online game goes away. Because I get people don't like online games primarily, but like that's still a video game that exists and was part of history. And like any piece of art, you should be able to look at it always. Any book, you should be able to read it always. Any piece of music, listen to it always. How are we going to be able to play these games in the future if someone wants to experience it? Right. I don't know, man. That's, that's it's a wild yeah, thought. It's like you know? it's like it's like yeah, like you know, I'm comparing it to like I'm a big fan of art history. So it's like mm-hmm. you, you how do you preserve a Caravaggio? You you preserve a Caravaggio by like fucking bringing in a retouch artist. Mm-hmm. Somebody who takes the painting and is really good at taking, you know, so uh, yeah, I mean, 16th century all... Renaissance painting and touching it up and making it better, and that—that's the equivalent. That's the analogy. Yeah, like to... your your Gal Gadot in Wonder Woman '84. She yeah, well, the, the problem. Just... The, well, right, exactly. But the difference is, is <laughs> that's a public organization probably that's doing it right. for a service. These are all private entities, private products. Um, let's call them what they are. You said art, but they are still fucking the way the video game industry approaches them. <laughs> Approaches it's them. very mechanically, very yeah, mechanical. Appro- well, it approaches them as profit machines, like not like as fucking art. Even though uh, we, we Naughty like Dog, the art. Sure. Yeah, I, well, I was just gonna say Dr- it, Druckman, Druckman. They are driven fucking, by not art. <laughs> Druck, Druckman would drown my ear out all day long about how fucking he artistic. Is. He but is. his, I mean, his games are are be- those games are beautiful. I agree. in every way. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they, they're art. You know, you're right. These are profit machines, but they are. They are. They are also artistic. They're entertainment. That's why we love them. Probably no other medium that's ever existed like this outside of like no. But what I'm saying is the difference. Play maybe in my analogy with the Caravaggio painting, that eventually is a product that becomes a public entity. You know, like it's it's on. It's in a in a art museum in the you know in the Met in New York, which is Mm -hmm. a public service. Even though that's also for. In some cases, some art museums are like for profit. Other ones are just, you know, for the good of the community. But like, that's something that gets put in that museum and then is catered or uh, preserved by well, uh, a public like there's, forum. Sure, there's a standard for that for old games. You can download old games that have like lapsed their copyrights and experience them uh, through a, like a. a, a through a like a public domain website or something yeah there's there's a lot of resources out there if you just like you know i mean i think um actually exploring the gog launcher because of cyberpunk there Uh are games there you can just download for free i think the first fallout is like free on there Mm -hmm. yeah and and you're right it's it's like what this industry is so goddamn young when i know when caravaggio painted his painting right 16th century 
I don't I don't know what his MO was. I'm not too up to speed on him. I just know he exists. He was a criminal. Do you think he would have Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll, like, we'll table like, that. Literally he was a gangster just like Don Corleone. Okay. They, cool. Who also painted. So maybe he would have. Do you think they would have used these as profit machines? Like paint a painting, Hell yeah. hide it behind a, a closed door, said, pay me money and come see this thing. Yes. They were making money for the medicine, so, dude. Like, that's how, isn't, isn't so, that how money laundering happens with art galleries? It was all for the, it was all don't for they, don't they, profit. Aren't they used for a lot of that? I mean, I might the, 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 the point that I'm making here yeah. is that he yes, made art ahead. and then for made money off of the art. Yeah. And people got entertained, the, which if you simplify things to a like super linear degree, super yeah. thin degree, that's what a video game is doing. I mean, that, it never. Yeah. It starts off in this, in this modality of just being for the purpose of making money. The mm-hmm. artist just is trying to survive. He wants to make money when he's living post his death. Then it becomes something else. Right. So um, bringing it, bringing it back to games it's almost like in the death of the artist, we now no longer have, it's harder to preserve that art, right? Like it's harder to keep well, it. There, it, there it is, is now, right? Yeah, it's way harder because there's, there's so much more that goes into it. Like you've got to worry about in the terms of like old games, like we're talking like arcade games, like arcade cases, yeah, some of hardware, these like yeah. solid state circuit boards are the only places these games exist. So like, like sure you could digitize them to give people the experience, but also like there's a market for preserving the hardware. Like that's history. And there's, like, there are people CRT like yeah. that is the experience, yeah. right? Like that's, there are that's, people that do this, that, that there are, are industries and companies mm-hmm. that are like kind of paving the way here for this kind of like games, uh, preservation, preservation, but like that gets way harder when you have, you know, how the hell are we going to preserve destiny? Yeah. Those servers go down and that's it. Like that game is literally on the backs of those servers. Where does it go? There will be a, like them shelving content alone is like, wow, I can't play part of the yeah. game. I originally purchased. It. there will be a day where I won't be able to log in and experience my character. And then maybe a couple years after that, I could experience like a facsimile, like a generic. This is what it was like to be a guardian of the last city, but I won't be my. Start Guardian. recording some video, bro, of your playthroughs like I did. Uh, dude, I, I, pres- I, dude I, I hoard. I am a digital hoarder of the worst kind. I just got myself a new five terabyte hard drive, and I'm going to be moving stuff over there in the next couple of days. Do you ever see my, uh, yes. you ever go into my YouTube channel, the Felix Hergood YouTube channel? Not Emerging Gamer, but Felix I've been Hergood. there. I'm yeah. I have all these like old playlists that were all like meticulously organized mm-hmm. that are like, like, a control a control match. It's like all the different control matches, all the right. maps that existed for the different game modes and the control match. I organize organize it by that. I don't want to get rid of it because, like, I I'm never going to log into that game and see it. But if I go in, oh, you got memories there. Occasionally, I'll go in there and you'll see me like rage quit. A <laughs> 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 fucking failed in, control match in YouTube history until YouTube goes down one day. And the- yeah, well then there's there's. <laughs> I'm gonna, we need is, to shut the door. We need to shut the door on that this angle is, because this that's is a, a hallway. That's a hallway know, that but, we don't, we're never going to come is, back out of. This is reality now, though. Like We're in a yeah, digital yeah. future that last year Mixer disappeared, right? That is, poof, it's gone. Like Facebook will someday no longer be a thing after it trampled on oh, my can't space. Wait. Like, can't wait. You know what I mean? Like This is the, this is the way of our digital future. We, it's gonna, you're going to get your Twitter, and then it's, Twitter's going to die, and then you're gonna, there's going to be another thing. Yeah, what's up? I, I think 
I think this is relative, but just tell me if I'm off here. But like, I think what we're really talking about is we're talking about like, op, like, um, company obligation, right? Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, to spin it back to like what I was saying, I was going to talk about later. I was talking about Fault seventy six in this recent patch that came out. Right. Mm-hmm. The recent update comes out. Everything's cool. The question I another question that that I I, I want to ponder in terms of like company obligation is how fast what's the responsibility of a company to respond to hacking that occurs within their game in terms of like how quickly do they need to deal with the problems of the game if they're currently still making a lot of money off of it does that derail the topic too much no no that's that's, that's part of the putting it on the train in the track. Okay. So like fallout comes out with this amazing quality of life patch that earlier in the episode, if you're just tuning in right now, I talked all about these high quality fucking things, but here's one thing you need to understand about fallout. Unlike ESO, the other game I play ESO has this giant established guild trading system built into the game where people use in-game currencies and various things like that to buy shit. Right. Mm-hmm. I want that rare drop. Oh, I'll go to the guild trader. It's right over fucking there. Whoa. Guild trader has it. I'll buy it. I got 50,000 gold coins on me. I'll just fucking buy it. Fuck it. Fallout doesn't really have that. It has player vendors. People can put things in the vendor, but they don't have a search system similar to a fucking card catalog in a goddamn library like ESO has. You can't say, <laughs> Not yet. you can't say, I want the goddamn fucking three star fucking crusader pistol fucking right now and then search it database and then whoop it all comes back and there you go dude wow wow uh world of warcraft had two methods of doing this right. you would yell in general chat all day i need these materials i'm selling these materials yeah so has that or yep. and they have an auction house where you can literally just post it on an auction right so what you know, what fallout has it. are these shitty vendors where it's luck of the draw is the is there a player in this world that happens to have this shit that i want no so what does that create that creates a fucking vacuum of a marketplace. There is no place in the game to get what I want. So where do I it needs buy? To, it needs a way of moving the economy. Where where's the economy move to? Where does the player want to buy? Is it, it wait? Is it a website where people auction which off stuff? Uses, and then you which yeah, yeah. uses what? The fault forms. Real money. So oh. this creates a motivation for people to then figure out a way to break the game so they can sell the shit for real money. Of course, man. And then, it's, and then it's a hustle. We yeah. call them so what's sellers happening? 11 and 14. Just yeah, they flip a whole accounts with rare shit. It just, yeah. Wow. Does that? Well, wow, wow. So they that? figured the hustle, out a hustle, baby. I'm probably not going to articulate this well enough, but fallout advanced players who want to cheat or not. I can't blame them. They're just capitalists. Mm-hmm. advanced sure. players who want to sell shit for real money outside of the marketplace that doesn't exist in the game fucking have figured out that there's a way to crash the servers and retain dupes so basically nice. you, you give all you give all your shit to a friend. oh no you give all your shit to a friend you have cool shit let's say you have a crusader pistol level three star right oh, no. you give it all to your yeah. friend and your friend crashes the game crashes the server because they know how to do it I don't know how they do it, but they crash the server. Do they, when, do they, do they, uh, when everyone the gets Ethernet cable, like, like Crota back in the day, whatever Destiny, it is, probably. so they crash the server. And then when both people's accounts come up, 
eat, both of them have the guns. Like it's all on both, right? Because of a like a it's a rollback feature. Like mm-hmm. basically, the character who was who's giving away the gun rolls back to his previous state, right? Right. So this is this is the exploit, this duplicate exploit. Now, consider the quality of life advancements. Now people can craft things. Now people can get these rolls and shit. Oh yeah. So adding these really cool quality of life features has now accelerated, accelerated people's motivation to cheat and do the black market shit. So now I'm spending this fucking weekend and the way it looks to us as players is the, it says, I can't remember. You get caught up in in one of the, it it says, it says, it says the controls are not functioning or something like that. You lose your ability to use your controller. That's just what happens when the server crashes for probably 10 seconds here. 20 seconds there, five seconds here, you lose the ability to move your controls. Like, you can't just shut the fuck up, Siri. Um, <laughs> so, so when this happens, you lose. Now, I've seen this happen numerous times, like in the game, but rare. This past mm-hmm. weekend when I was playing this shit, it was every other fucking minute, dude. You try to play in a public server. Now, I have private server capability. Light those servers on fire. I I pay for the Fallout membership, so I have private server capability. But when I was in public server, it was a trash heap, dude. It was happening. You could you could feel the players were doing it like every five fucking. To me, to me, that's almost like kind of unplayable. Kind of like Titanfall. Right in a now. public server, it's unplayable. But the fact that private worlds exist, means yeah. But then you have to. I can get away from for them. Right. Oh right. Oh yeah. 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 Of so, course, like, I'm playing. I'm paying for that. Yeah, right. in my in my stupid like anti capitals or you know yeah. my whatever brain, I'm going okay. So there's a problem, and they're selling a solution on top of that. Like well, no. instead well, of fixing the problem, so like, and I know the- it's not a switch you can just flip. I know it's, it takes a lot of work, but kind of frustrating that they're charging for, for private servers, and at the same time, the public ones are not playable. The as, caveat as to my story and what the point I was trying to get to is Bethesda was quick on this. Like in the okay. past, they haven't patched the problem, so it's not gone and people can still do it. But they have verbally, publicly went out and released a statement and said, we want to work on this. We want to fix this. We want to get it done. They, they've told the public that. They're communicating with their, their fans. They're communicating good. with their That's community. And, and they've done some t- – there's another exploit, which I can't even go to ex- begin to explain because some <laughs> yeah. fucking, fucking assholes are doing it, whatever. But that involves like so people are doing it with um, uh, the repair all feature in a camp. I don't know how they're doing that, but but I kept complaining to Jay Prince. Why the fuck can't I repair all in my camp? The individual items that break in my camp, you know, monsters attack the camp, whatever they break. I can walk over them and repair them, but I can't use the repair all feature. And we both thought the game broke because of the patch, because it had ha- it was happening the day of the patch. And we were like, this is a broken feature. This is a broken feature. Come to look at the Juicehead video. That was an immediate reaction from Bethesda to stop an exploit. Like the day of the patch. And like, that was unheard of. The fan community were fucking shocked. Well, sorry, not the fan community. The exploit community. Like the forums on Reddit that Juicehead went into and, mm-hmm. and had people chattering about this response from Bethesda shock them because Bethesda never responds to making their game better. <laughs> so it was unheard of. 
Um, but and the reason I brought that up, I don't know if there's a question in there, but I just wanted to, what is the obligation of a company to be efficient in dealing with exploits in dealing with predatory fucking like, well, I mean, you know, like the, that's, maybe that's too broad or vague no, of a question. I, no, 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 no. I know what you're asking. And I'm, I'm just going oof because like the, the, I think the answer is immediately, but the answer to each individual situation can't be immediate depending no. on what's happening. You know, right? Because they, yeah. you know, the 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 whole thing that they released, you know, taking the Brotherhood of Steel, like fucking Steel Rain, is a double edged sword, mm -hmm. <laughs> a Brotherhood sword, if you will. The man, the man's on topic. You know, like it's it's it's, it's crazy. It's tough. It's tough, man. I mean, like in in Destiny, there's uh, a large outcry from the PvP community because, uh, at least on PC, like cheating is rampant, like wall hacks infinite super infinite ammo like sniper rifles that shoot like machine guns like with auto aim it just you can see the most ridiculous shit right and and bungie is like we're working on it we have anti-cheat we're doing all these things but it's still happening and i don't know i don't know what the answer is like i, I think our perception i mean mine certainly is that like they should be able to just get rid of it but I know that's that's unrealistic, and I, I don't know how it's unrealistic, but I just know what it is, right? There's no there's no way they could stop it entirely. But I don't think they're doing enough. But but I don't I I say that not knowing all the things they're doing, right? And I'm trying to like play both sides here. I'm trying to be understanding and empathetic to the developers, which I'm sure are pouring a lot of work into yeah, you know, and, into and Destiny into Fallout into you know like Warzone. These are, these aren't easy tasks. These are no, it has to be really, really tough problems. Yeah, massively involved with with how their games work together. Yeah, you know? it's like I easily can like just flash it off. I'm like, well, I know how to fix your fucking problem. All you gotta do <laughs> yeah, is add, all you gotta do is add, add guild trading yeah. economic systems to your entire game. Right. <laughs> make sure you build that <laughs> into your bedrock, motherfuckers. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But like that's not easy. I can see it because I'm not there doing it every day. I don't have any clue what they would have to do to overhaul that fucking game. And all also, could they even do it and also keep the game running? Because you know we all bitch and moan when the game goes well, down for fucking four right. hours. We're like, let me ask. Fuck? Let me ask you this: Should should they just shut down Titanfall One? Should they just turn it off? It's not playable. They got two guys on the team working on it. Is it is, is it is it is it still worth I think, like, those servers alive? We haven't set a date, right, for how long uh, a developer should support a game. But but we've already gone through multiple games that have wildly different amounts of lifespan. Well, I know. So there's there's definitely no yeah, one answer. answer. Yeah, I think in general it's trending longer these days because of how many games are online and service based in some capacity. So the answer five years ago would not be the answer today. I still feel like Titanfall one is too. It's an old game, but it's too new, especially if it's still popular and still populated. When did that like, game come out again? 20, like 2012, 13. Yeah. It was like a year after the Xbox. They just, they need to, the, <laughs> I hate this. This is going to sound so ignorant. They just need to fix it. <laughs> they, need to, they need they need to put more people onto the problem is what they need to do you know but they're also juggling the apex thing unless they fix that 
What was the, I, well, I, don't, I haven't heard. I haven't heard of uh, issues persisting in Apex, and and besides that, hack was like, like a uh, uh, you know the good guys who they would call themselves the good guys. Air quotes. Sure, not Tri- the right thing to do. Again, just to put our <laughs> stamp on it. Um, Tri- Trip, you ever it, see it that? Was a, it was an activist hacking, essentially. You know, to bring awareness to the Titanfall hacking. Trip, you yeah. ever see that gif of that guy trying to put tape out of fucking gushing water coming out yeah. of a huge <laughs> yeah. water tank? You're right. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yes. That's that exactly is. what it is. Yeah. I mean, um, I think the problem is with Titanfall specifically, I don't think it's going to get fixed. I think it'll be like this until the game truly is shut down because from what I've heard and understood of the issue, it is literally how their servers work. And I don't think Respawn is going to pay a bunch of money to redo a server setup for a 10 year old game. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they have a way. I don't think they are reliable. I mean, look, think about what Respawn's is doing right now. They're working on multiple. They have the new, another star Wars game that probably they have a VR game. They got apex legends, Titanfall two still running They're They're doing like, why would they spend time? Did they right. do uh they're, they're looking forward now, right? Did they do control? No, that's rem- that's that's remedy. Oh, so I, I know it began with an R. You said remedy. Yeah. Yeah. Remedy, yeah. The Alan Wake I, dudes. I don't know how much work this would be. Again, this is coming from a place of, you know, game development ignorance. Yeah. But I think a cool solution in a situation like this, or with any game that lives online primarily, would be to package that online experience into a single player experience, like make the game only work locally, mm-hmm. which would be, which would be a half measure, right? Like you're acknowledging to the player base. Hey, we're shutting this down. It's been, let's, let's pretend it's been 15 but years at this point. We know, t- we know Titanfall one is only multiplayer. It's got bots, but like, well, that's what I'm saying. So they, what they, the do is they create a build of the game to allow you to do this on your own, your own peer to peer. Yeah. It doesn't go through them. They figure something out. It just you. Maybe it's maybe it's only local. Maybe you, you can just do it on your console. Mm-hmm. You know. Again, it's it, it's a half measure. Yeah, it's a fucking, which I understand. It's a quarter measure. But, but <laughs> it's better. Is it better than having the game evaporate into thin air? I suppose. I wish I could play uh, Battle for Middle Earth two right now. Yeah. I would play that in a heartbeat. The mo- what, if they what game that, was that? It's a it's a real time strategy game for Lord of the Rings. Battle for Middle Earth. Yeah, the second one specific. I like both of them, but the second one where is. Did it, where did it take place in? Um, over the course of the movies. Oh, yeah. You you movies. you played the battles. You did other missions and stuff. It was very much like, and you you looked at a battlefield and you lined up your troops and you had special cool ass abilities and good ass that game. But they took the internet off. They took it. They took it offline, and that was uh, that was the end of that. Um, yeah. I want to bring up another quick hacking story that's happening. Um, because as weird as the uh, Apex Legends case is, because they're kind of doing it for a, like a positive reason, these Warzone hackers for Call of Duty Warzone are giving like level boosts to high-profile people on Twitch and streamers, other streamers. They are literally giving them like literally free money. I guess you could say it's it's them unlocking the cosmetics, right? That's what they're doing, mm-hmm. um, and they're just giving everything away. And that's wild to me. This isn't, it's, that, it's funny because this isn't actually, I don't think 
hurting anybody except for maybe the developers. Uh, Call of Duty. Yeah. Right. Call that, of Duty. That was but in um it's Mythic not like Quest. preventing anyone from playing. It's just like a a weird funny thing that's like it's happening. like it's like it's like meme hacking. Yeah. They might have got that idea uh, from you have we leveled you up. You don't have to do it yourself now. Right. Uh-huh. No, no, that, that they might've got that idea from the first season of mythic quest on Apple TV plus because that whole game <laughs> mythic quest is this giant uh, hashtag ad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish. <laughs> this, Apple TV this, plus. um, this yeah. show is about Apple like, would game- never, would never sponsor any show. I know, <laughs> but like, so mythic quest is about them making this game and there's this amazing Easter egg, uh, in there. That references, um, you remember Oblivion, the crisis yeah, sure. of the Oblivion, the real crisis, which was the thing, yeah. the, the horse being sold. Remember that? Oh, yeah. horse armor. The very, yeah. the very yeah. first. Yeah. So David, the, the main producer project. of Mythic Quest, uh, I, I think this kid gets angry. He's like the top Twitch streamer for the fucking game or something. Oh like yeah. That. That's early on. He's, he's yeah. the YouTube yeah. kid. And he yeah. gets, he gets yeah. angry and he hacks their game. And he makes it so that there's a character in the game that's just like an avatar in the game that's just spitting out all the treasures from the the online store. (laughs) And they're just spitting out all over the place. And the most hilarious line is David is watching. He's like, oh, well, that's not too bad. And then he goes, no, David, it just spit out the horse. (laughs) David's like, (laughs) not the horse. (laughs) You know, like a total reference to it. It was amazing. That's funny. Um, And I'm just like, that's what that sounds like, man. It sounds like people are hacking to just give back to the game and ruin the economy of the game. Like, yeah, it kind of does. A lot of times people do hack for that reason. They just want to break the game so that people um, have a better time playing it. I mean, that's what it is primarily in GTA. All the hacks that have ever happened in GTA, like the time that uh, I played a death match against a kid and came out of the death match with uh, $42 trillion in GTA. Oh my God. God. Yeah. And I was worried that I was going to get fucking permanently booted from the game. But well, I feel like that might be a, a worry for these streamers too, that right. all of a sudden have all this shit unlocked. Yeah. So I, I, oh, yeah. Okay. Somebody hacked the game and they gave me $42 trillion. And then I bought every cosmetic in the game and I bought every car at the time in the game. Launder that shit right of away. Course. Get that into and stuff. I, 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 I am thinking you being like, like worried, like like I'm gonna get kicked off as you're buying everything in the fucking store. <laughs> oh, I totally was. No, um, I hope they don't catch me. <laughs> motherfuckers are lucky the properties didn't exist at that time because I would have bought every property in the game. But they were yeah, they didn't have houses you could buy at that time. Oh, that's all. unfortunate. But they had all the cars, and I bought every goddamn car in the game. I just kept buying Hell everything, yeah. and I was just like, I was just like, is this gonna get me kicked out? And finally, like. They sent like an official word down the line that they were just going to like patch patch it for for all. Um, right, because right. the way it worked is like if I went if I had forty two trillion, I went in and played a death match with a kid. I gave it to the kid. It was like this virus money beneficial this money virus. That's really weird. Where people just got money. It was really fucking weird. And eventually <laughs> they just patched it, and it went back to five hundred thousand dollars. Is what it went back to. That's all I had. And the five hundred thousand dollar, none of the we- the weapons, none of the cars that I purchased were gone. They were all still a part of my account, so mm. I didn't get penalized for all. Yeah, the they, they probably they probably couldn't track that. You you essentially laundered that money into those purchases. Mm-hmm. I know. I laundered yeah. successfully. You in did. GTA. You did. GTA you totally Pat. did. Yeah. So but they adjusted your in-game bank account to five hundred thousand dollars. Yep. 
They said that to everyone that they were going to adjust all of the accounts that were fucked up to. Five That'd be million. shitty. What if someone like grinded their ass off and had millions through like legitimate? No, no, no. They, they only did it game. to accounts that had the, uh, the appearance of the exploit. No, mm-hmm. I guess they had a way to. to I, I'm maybe, sure they did. Yeah. See if you were infected. Yeah, they, they probably looked at your like your balance history and said, "When was this ever at?" 40 trillion whatever yeah. with trillion dollars I mean, you can do that you. when a game literally keeps a bank balance for every account yes. in the game. yeah <laughs> like with yeah. like like it's it, real yeah, money it, it took me it took me thinking about it for 0.5 more seconds and then it, then it mm-hmm. obviously made a lot of sense yeah well that's funny, but yeah man. so just wait just ending up let's uh we'll wrap it up in a second but um apparently there was a free trial for this call of duty hack it was happening over the weekend <clears throat> which is why there was oh, such an influx of these yeah. cases. Um, people just doing it to their to popular streamers. Like that's the way to see if it works and test it because they're live playing the game. Oh man. And this one streamer uh, you know, tweeted about it and then said, I just got hacked. I'm level one thousand now and all my guns and I'm inches from uninstalling. Like that's that's crazy. Well like, yeah, now- they're worried about their accounts and like they're standing yeah. with the company. Like what if someone's really trying to like make inroads in some kind of like esports and all of yeah. a sudden like the developer could be like well you're clearly a hacker with all the stuff you have immediately so we're gonna disqualify you you know right it's like like the smart thing to do would be like super transparent um, hands off like i'm this is not me you know yeah it's like when when view botting happens on twitch like the best thing you can do if someone is like actively view botting your channel even if they're trying to help you you got to go to twitch and be like this is not me these numbers are off. Things aren't making sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, then they go, "Well, well, what's what's going benefit, on?" This yeah. benefited you. What? <laughs> Why do you have a seat? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Talk about <laughs> That's funny. Take a fucking number. Mm-hmm. So, all in all, there is no answer to how long a game a game should. And it's, it, it, there can't be, but it definitely is some kind of alchemy between interest and and player base and money earned and content from the studio, you know? Yeah. Game relevancy. Age, I think ga- games have an age, you know, like at some point a game's going to be too outdated with their, mm-hmm. their platform, with their engine, with their development pipeline. I feel like that's like 10 years roughly, you know, like yeah. for a game itself to be uh, playable to a modern standard. I mean, I, I don't like the idea of making something, unplayable any the idea itself like it's like oh that's for sure shitty yeah um but in like the case for titanfall it's like maybe it's time to just like aside from the solutions that we've all tried to put out there in the world maybe it's time to just say good night titanfall we'll we'll miss you it sucks man because like this has been happening for years you know like titanfall was arguably in its prime when this was happening, when this started happening. So it just imagine that being your favorite game. And there are just moments of time for years. Like you just come to expect it. It's Friday mm-hmm. night. And then it's a coin toss, whether or not you can play Titanfall. Right. Like that shit sucks. You know? Yeah. Especially if you're a fan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That hurts. It hurts. Me. I feel like, for, I feel for the, those players. Like I remember our friend Ramen used to talk every week about his like performances may in overwatch mm-hmm. right and he would always talk about like how i'm like number one ranked or number five ranked or whatever and he would always put in these posts this is how i am as may and it's mm-hmm. like imagine being the like the guy who 
for years touted like top performance the hand of titanfall yeah like he's the greatest titanfall player ever and he just wants to play it and he can't (laughs) can't do it you know yeah that would suck really sad i really there's a video game machine oh go ahead go ahead i was gonna say i I just well i was gonna cap it off if you had something else to say no i was just gonna say good there's a video game machine to provide him another title (laughs) whatever yeah well that is true yeah (laughs) I just I hope respawn has a plan. I really hope they they do find a way to effectively like curb this this behavior. I mean like oh that's the word I, I was gonna use. I do, yeah. I do believe that um you know they're telling the truth when they communicate that they're aware and working on it. Um I feel like you can't backtrack at that point. You can't be like, well, we're just gonna give up. I feel like you have to yeah. see it through. I just I hope they do. I hope they give the game a couple more years of of playability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be anyway, good. We'll see. There's a lot, there's a lot peripheral to this topic too, which is fun to talk about like game preservation. That's going to be a topic that's going to get more and more traction as the years go on, you know, as like games that we consider like, you know, modernish, like PS3 games are going to be entering that era. PS2 games, even, you know, like they're going to be mm-hmm. classic games. Well, it's like how yeah, do we, I- Preserve. The 360 PS3 era, I would say, is the first real era where we started to see the online game, like mm-hmm. living online game, like that. It's all over those consoles. Those games are going to go down real hard. Thank yeah. God we have studios like Bluepoint, who Demon Souls was a dead game. They the servers went down, and now we have a fresh new version that they chose to remake in the image of the old game. From scratch. I watched that documentary last night, by the way. I could have actually talked about that in the beginning. That is documentary. That, that a, a no clip documentary? It's a no clip no clip documentary. Yeah. It's nice. all about Demon Souls and what they did to like kind of recreate the original I love no game clip. in its glory. They're so good. They're great. Danny's okay. great. Very cool. I'll have to um, check that out. Yeah, it was really because that that actually made made me go, ooh, this conversation good ones. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, um, Thank God we have you know people like them who are doing doing that kind of work, making those games fresh. But every game can't get that treatment. Can't. Well, we'll see. We'll keep an eye on the uh, on the hacking and and the respawn situation, of course. But yeah, I think I for catch now, updates in the daily reset. Oh, you'll hear about it for <laughs> sure. Um, I think for now, though, that's going to do it for us, boys. What do you think? Yeah, do I it. We did. Rip it out. Yeah. Cool. I am Trip Zero. You can find me on uh, all of my socials at TripZeroTV. I stream Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash TripZeroTV. Thank you for listening to us. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to both of our podcasts. Like them. uh, Rate them. Leave a review for them. It helps immensely. This show has been out for years, literally. And reviews still help. Um, Obviously, Mm -hmm. the Daily Reset is brand new. Reviews are going to help that too. It's going to help push the show. So if you like what we provide, tell us. That would be super, super huge. Go thumb up those videos. Mm-hmm. Give me a little thumb up. Yeah. I'm Neo Ayoshi. Uh, follow me at twitch.tv slash Neo Twitter underscore Neo underscore Ayoshi. Um, I'm streaming again. I'm back. Um, this weekend I'm going away, so no streams. But uh, beginning of next week, I'm going to try and we're going to finish Resident Evil 8. So. I would love to do a spoiler talk about that. That sounds like a really fun time that you you pitched a cool spoiler cast. So I'm I'm all about it. So that's what we're doing, Felix. And this is Felix Hergood at uh, Felix Hergood on Twitter and Twitch.tv/slash Felix Hergood. Maybe one day I'll stream again. 
<laughs> keep I will be, keep I will be there. Guessing, I will Follow be there. it anyway just to see if I show up. I might show up. It might come back <laughs> soon. I don't I love it. It's a great sell. Um, well, yeah. all right. Cool. See you next week. We'll see you guys next week. Later. Later. Did you ever watch uh, La Blue Girl, the porno? No. It's an anime porno from like the late 90s. I've seen it. Yeah. I don't know if, I, I don't know if I'm comfortable admitting it, but yeah, I've seen it. But <laughs> Kevin you, said, in, oh, in that there, was a bad night. In, in there, the, you have the villains who have penises for hands. <laughs> yep, she, sure. she uses her vajayjay as like, because she's like a samurai, like, but her samurai sword is her vajayjay. It's it fucking like crazy. A, like a classic. It's, an, it's anime as, as fuck. Weird, man. This Here's the... Weird. I put I it in chat. I empower you with my roots of lust. Oh, I hate that. Oh, I hate that.